MPs are worried about the cash ban as it gets one step closer to law. Let's have a look. Hello everyone, I'm Florian Heiser and welcome to another episode of Heiser Says. Steadily working through my Stein of coffee and I thought we'd look at this article from the Sydney Morning Herald. It's to do with the cash ban. Now MPs, coalition MPs have raised concern over the new cash ban because it's gone through the party and it's going to go to the House of Reps. So, frankly, this is going to be a threat to a lot of regional MPs. Will you vote for them again if it gets through, if you're disgusted in it? Let me know in the comments, guys, if this would affect your decision on the next, next election. If this is enough of a one, one policy, if this one policy is enough to swing your vote. It'd be interesting to see. So a security security crackdown on cash payments has sparked another rebuke to the Morrison government from its own MPs over its policies in a warning drafted against drafting laws that impose red tape and push up costs for businesses. Well, yeah, exactly. That's, that's why the, the liberals, they are not as free market as a lot of people think. They are not. Their central planners, as much as Labour is, just slightly different. Two sides of the same coin. In the third criticism of its kind in the space of a week, Liberal and National MPs spoke out against plans to forbid cash payments of $10,000 or more in order to force the use of electronic transactions or checks. Checks. Wow. Thumbs up if you still have a checkbook. Thumbs up if you don't know what one is. I can't remember the last time I wrote a check. I remember I've cashed a few checks. Well, you know, a lot of building builders use them. There's nothing wrong with that. At Thursday's coalition party room meeting, Assistant Treasurer Michael Sukar had to overcome objections from MPs Russell Broadbent, Barnaby Joyce, George Christensen, and Patrick Conaghan to the government's intervention. The concerns came as another government MP, Tony Passan, criticised colleagues who revealed the internal debate over policy to the age and the Sydney Morning Herald. Well, okay, why would you be critical of that? Parties are not a united front. I would be much happier knowing, well, because I'm opposed to this cash ban, I'm very happy that these ministers have raised a kerfuff about it. And of course, they want to make it or make the public aware that they're not happy with it, which is smart on their part. You know, maybe we'll forget about good old George's trips overseas all the time. <laughs> uh, the proposed ban on cash payments above $10,000 first announced by the coalition more than 12 months ago was labeled an attack on the basic liberty of free exchange by free market think tank, the Institute of Public Affairs. Notice how in this article, they're labeled a free market think tank, which I think is a very fair and reasonable position to take in and way of identifying the IPA. Under the laws, businesses would face criminal and civil penalties from next year if they made or accepted cash payments greater than $10,000 amid a crackdown on lost tax revenue. See, this is what it all is. It's just a revenue-raising stream of the government. Rather than the coalition government, the liberal government, pushing to make it easier for businesses, 
they're adding more stuff that is a pain in the ass. That's the problem. National MPs argued in the meeting the measures were too extreme and would hurt small businesses, including tradesmen. One Nation has declared it will not support the measure, with Senator Pauline Hanson a long-standing critic of the laws. Effectively, if you are a person who keeps cash and uses it to buy a new small car, for example, you will face the real threat of two years in jail and a fine that would likely exceed the value of the vehicle, Ms. Hanson said in a Facebook post last month. Yes. That's the thing. I mean, this is ludicrous. It's just, this is all about keeping people in the transaction, the, you know, the electronic transaction system so they can monitor all your transactions and so they can make more money. I think that's what it is. I think it's a short-sighted grab of making more money and it has the unintended consequences, well, from the coalition members that are supporting it. I would hope, I would hope they're not stupid enough to be voting for this and thinking that negative interest rates and this advanced IMF theoretical monetary policy would be a good thing. I would really hope that. I'd hope it's, I, I, I don't know, maybe I'm naive, but I lean, lean towards naivety and incompetence than, um, you know, malice. That, that's just how I keep going through the days. <laughs> we do what we need to do, that and one and a half liters of coffee. But the group of MTs, some of whom also raised concerns over the government's big stick legislation to break up big energy companies on Monday, will reluctantly support the legislation because it was taken to the May 18 election. Now, I, I want to look at this, this in another video about the, the legislation to break up energy companies. One thing that you need to consider, everyone's going, oh, privatizing the grid, privatizing the grid. That's why power's gone up. When the grid was privatized, there was no talk of government-mandated or state required sustainable power there's no talk of that back then and progressively that started to come in and that became a requirement so that's why i think the public are generally a little bit naive in what's going on and why power prices are going up adelaide so oh, sorry south australia just introduced a cap on the amount of power you can sell back to the grid because of all of the issues it's happening so yeah it's it's more complicated than people think and frankly i think the government's meddling in it in the past has just stuffed it up so of course more government meddling in it will stuff it up even more so the passage of the bill through the party room and its likely introduction to parliament this week comes while treasury is yet to release submissions to its consultation on the changes over the past three months well yes let's jump here right now and we'll hit press refresh i've been going back here every day to check submissions because i'd want to do a video on it and go through them i can't find them come on treasury you, you need to help me create content for my channel what are you doing what are you doing see lazy so what was the whole process then if treasury aren't releasing it the idea dates back to last year's federal budget and is aimed at clamping down on the black economy by shifting big cash transactions online so they're easier to track helping the Australian Taxation Office. I mean, there you go. There you go. Maybe the ATO needs to look at some of the internal issues they have. How they're handling with whistleblowers. Just some of the shocking things that are going on there. Rather than chasing people up for cash transactions. I mean, the money is staying in the economy. It's moving around. It's more efficient. 
it's more efficient moving around between people than sitting in bank accounts. But yeah, that's crazy. Crazy talk, Florian. Too much common sense there. The measures have been criticized by some financial and business groups, with the Australian Chamber of Commerce and Industry saying they would do little to nothing to fight black market activity. Cash is legal tender, and its value must be protected, not undermined, ACCI said in a submission to Treasury. So, well, yeah, I, would ta I mean, the problem is cash. We need cash to pay the taxes that were forced upon us. That That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. So... You know, will the government start accepting, I don't know, barter card dollars? Will they start accepting that or these other things? Accounting body CPI Australia has called for the legislation to be withdrawn, saying linking criminal activity to large cash transactions was a step too far. Yes, yes, it is. Good on you, CPA. CPA Australia head of policy and advocacy, Dr. Gary uh, Plufgraf, Plugraf, Plugraf, sorry, Gary. Dr. Gary P said the legislation attempted to deal with a symptom, not the cause of the black economy. While the use of cash in a large transaction may be an indicator of risk, it does not prove by itself that the behavior is criminal, says Dr. P in a submission to Treasury. If someone could uh, tell me in the comments how to pronounce his name, sorry, sorry, Gary, apologies, but you made a very good point, you know? It's, it's the old where there's smoke, there's fire fallacy. People think, oh, no, it's a big cash transaction. It must be criminal because criminals only use cash. Sure. Cash is legal tender and its value must be protected, not undermined. But the Council of Small Business Owners of Australia has backed the changes on the grounds that people should not be carrying around $10,000 in cash. What the hell? What the hell? Council of Small Business Owners of Australia. Well, there you go. There's an organization that's against people's freedoms. It's dangerous. It costs money to keep it. What do you mean it costs money to keep it? It doesn't cost any money to keep it. How does it cost money to keep it? Someone tell me. You've got to hide it. Uh, Whoop-de-doo, guys. Whoop-de-doo. How does it cost money to keep it? Okay. So, someone explain to me. If you're storing it in a safe deposit box, what if you bury it in the garden? You know? How many people breaking into houses are systematically looking for stuff? It's usually people who want crap to sell, flog real quick, booze for drugs. Every time we've been broken into, they've stolen stuff that's they can hock real quick. Or cash. That, that's it. The controversial energy company... What? Divestiture laws, which conservatives slammed as a draconian plan that breaches Liberal Party philosophy while endorsed by the Coalition Party Room on Tuesday without any further dissent. Oh, the controversial energy. We're talking about the energy company laws again for some reason. The support came in spite of strong criticism from businesses and energy groups that the laws would de deter much needed investment in the energy sector. Well, yes. Yeah, it will. And that's just come through. Business Council of Australia Chief Executive Jennifer Westcott said the laws, which would give the federal court the power to break up companies that Prowska Auge would not reduce energy prices. We still oppose them. We still believe all the risks exist, she said. The Federal Energy Minister Angus Taylor said the laws would deliver on an election commitment to take action in the energy sector, get prices down and keep supply in the market. 
the government is sending a clear signal to industry about what the Australian community expects, he said. Okay, so that's going to be interesting. We'll see if it has the effects, particularly from energy. I wonder how this will affect the election likelihood or support of these members of parliament. What do you think? Is it going to change your vote? Do you think governments, you know, what is it, trust busting or you know, breaking up these these monopoly energy companies if they gouge the market? Do you think that will make any difference, that legislation? Or do you think it's another element of sovereign risk in a sector? We've put so much in renewable energy, guys. It's not the answer. It's not the answer. Just think about that capital investment. If it had been put into into energy production, you know, maybe more centralized, larger capacity. You know, maybe nuclear. How about that? Anyway, guys, thanks for watching. Like, share, and subscribe. And I will see you all again next time. Take care.